Devotion 17 of Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions, Together with Death's Duel, by John Donne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Devotion 17. Nunc lento sonitu dicunt morieris. Now this bell tolling softly for another says to me, Thou must die. Meditation perchance he for whom this bell tolls may be so ill as that he knows not it tolls for him and perchance i may think myself so much better than i am as that they who are about me and see my state may have caused it to toll for me and i know not that the church is catholic universal so are all her actions all that she does belongs to all when she baptizes a child, that action concerns me, for that child is thereby connected to that body which is my head too, and engrafted into that body whereof I am a member. And when she buries a man, that action concerns me. All mankind is of one author, and is one volume. When one man dies, one chapter is not torn out of the book, but translated into a better language, and every chapter must be so translated. God employs several translators. Some pieces are translated by age, some by sickness, some by war, some by justice. But God's hand is in every translation, and his hand shall bind up all our scattered leaves again for that library where every book shall lie open to one another. As therefore the bell that rings to a sermon calls not upon the preacher only, but upon the congregation to come, so this bell calls us all. But how much more me, who am brought so near the door by this sickness? There was a contention as far as a suit, in which both piety and dignity, religion and estimation were mingled, which of the religious orders should ring to prayers first in the morning? And it was determined that they should ring first that rose earliest. If we understand aright the dignity of this bell that tolls for our evening prayer, we would be glad to make it ours by rising early in that application that it might be ours as well as his, whose indeed it is. The bell doth toll for him that thinks it doth, and though it intermit again, yet from that minute that that occasion wrought upon him, he is united to God. Who casts not up his eye to the sun when it rises, but who takes off his eye from a comet when that breaks out? Who bends not his ear to any bell which upon any occasion rings? but who can remove it from that bell which is passing a piece of himself out of this world? No man is an island, entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. 
neither can we call this a begging of misery, or a borrowing of misery, as though we were not miserable enough of ourselves, but must fetch in more from the next house, in taking upon us the misery of our neighbours. Truly it were an excusable covetousness if we did, for affliction is a treasure, and scarce any man hath enough of it. No man hath affliction enough that is not matured and ripened by it, and made fit for God by that affliction. If a man carry treasure in bullion, or in a wedge of gold, and have none coined into current money, his treasure will not defray him as he travels. Tribulation is treasure in the nature of it, but it is not current money in the use of it, except we get nearer and nearer our home, heaven, by it. Another man may be sick too, and sick to death, and this affliction may lie in his bowels, as gold in a mine, and be of no use to him. But this bell, that tells me of his affliction, digs out and applies that gold to me. If by this consideration of another's danger I take mine own into contemplation, and so secure myself by making my recourse to my God, who is our only security. EXPOSTULATION my god my god is this one of thy ways of drawing light out of darkness to make him for whom this bell tolls now in this dimness of his sight to become a superintendent an overseer a bishop to as many as hear his voice in this bell and to give us a confirmation in this action is this one of thy ways to raise strength out of weakness to make him who cannot rise from his bed nor stir in his bed come home to me and in this sound give me the strength of healthy and vigorous instructions o oh my god my god what thunder is not a well-tuned cymbal what hoarseness what harshness is not a clear organ if thou be pleased to set thy voice to it and what organ is not well played on if thy hand be upon it thy voice thy hand is in this sound and in this one sound i hear this whole concert i hear thy jacob call unto his sons and say gather yourselves together that i may tell you what shall befall you in the last days he says that which i am now you must be then i hear thy moses telling me and all within the compass of this sound this is the blessing wherewith i bless you before my death this that before your death you would consider your own in mine i hear thy prophet saying to hezekiah set thy house in order for thou shalt die and not live he makes use of his family and calls this a setting of his house in order to compose us to the meditation of death i hear thy apostle saying i think it meet to put you in remembrance knowing that shortly i must go out of this tabernacle this is the publishing of his will and this bell is our legacy the applying of his present condition to our use i hear that which makes all sounds music and all music perfect i hear thy son himself saying let not your hearts be troubled 
Only I hear this change, that whereas thy Son says there, I go to prepare a place for you, this man in this sound says, I send to prepare you for a place, for a grave. But, O my God, my God, since heaven is glory and joy, why do not glorious and joyful things lead us, induce us to heaven? Thy legacies in thy first will, in the Old Testament, were plenty and victory and wine and oil, milk and honey, alliances of friends, ruin of enemies, peaceful hearts and cheerful countenances, and by these galleries thou broughtest them into thy bedchamber, by these glories and joys to the joys and glories of heaven. Why hast thou changed thine old way, and carried us by the ways of discipline and mortification, by the ways of mourning and lamentation, by the ways of miserable ends and miserable anticipations of those miseries, in appropriating the exemplar miseries of others to ourselves, and usurping upon their miseries as our own to our prejudice? Is the glory of heaven no perfecter in itself, but that it needs a foil of depression and ingloriousness in this world to set it off? Is the joy of heaven no perfecter in itself, but that it needs the sourness of this life to give it a taste? Is that joy and that glory but a comparative glory and a comparative joy? Not such in itself, but such in comparison of the joylessness and the ingloriousness of this world. I know, my God, it is far, far otherwise. As thou thyself, who art all, art made of no substances, so the joys and glory which are with thee are made of none of these circumstances, essential joy and glory essential. But why then, my God, wilt thou not begin them here? Pardon, O God, this unthankful rashness. I that ask why thou dost not, find even now in myself that thou dost. Such joy, such glory, as that I conclude upon myself, upon all, they that find not joys in their sorrows, glory in their dejections in this world, are in a fearful danger of missing both in the next. Prayer. O eternal and most gracious God, who hast been pleased to speak to us, not only in the voice of nature, who speaks in our hearts, and of thy word, which speaks to our ears, but in the speech of speechless creatures, in Balaam's ass, in the speech of unbelieving men, in the confession of Pilate, in the speech of the devil himself, in the recognition and attestation of thy Son, I humbly accept thy voice in the sound of this sad and funeral bell. And first I bless thy glorious name, that in this sound and voice I can hear thy instructions in another man's to consider mine own condition, and to know that this bell which tolls for another, before it come to ring out, may take me in too. As death is the wages of sin, it is due to me. As death is the end of sickness, it belongs to me. And though so disobedient a servant as I may be afraid to die, 
yet to so merciful a master as thou I cannot be afraid to come; and therefore into thy hands, O my God, I commend my spirit, a surrender which I know thou wilt accept, whether I live or die; for thy servant David made it, when he put himself into thy protection for his life, and thy blessed Son made it, when he delivered up his soul at his death. Declare thou thy will upon me, O Lord, for life or death in thy time. Receive my surrender of myself now. Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. And being thus, O my God, prepared by thy correction, mellowed by thy chastisement, and conformed to thy will by thy spirit, having received thy pardon for my soul, and asking no reprieve for my body, I am bold, O Lord, to bend my prayers to thee for his assistance, the voice of whose bell hath called me to this devotion. Lay hold upon his soul, O God, till that soul have thoroughly considered his account, and how few minutes soever it have to remain in that body, let the power of thy spirit recompense the shortness of time, and perfect his account before he pass away. Present his sins so to him, as that he may know what thou forgivest, and not doubt of thy forgiveness. Let him stop upon the infiniteness of those sins, but dwell upon the infiniteness of thy mercy. Let him discern his own demerits, but wrap himself up in the merits of thy Son Christ Jesus. Breathe inward comforts to his heart, and afford him the power of giving such outward testimonies thereof, as all that are about him may derive comforts from thence, and have this edification, even in this dissolution, that though the body be going the way of all flesh, yet that soul is going the way of all saints. When thy son cried out upon the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He spake not so much in his own person as in the person of the church and of his afflicted members who in deep distresses might fear thy forsaking. This patient, O most blessed God, is one of them. In his behalf and in his name hear thy son crying to thee, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And forsake him not but with thy left hand lay his body in the grave, if that be thy determination upon him, and with thy right hand receive his soul into thy kingdom, and unite him and us in one communion of saints. Amen. End of Devotion 17